It's called being a good gamer. Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark 4, powering up. Mark 17, powering up. Mark 44, powering up. All suits are online. Welcome to House Party Protocol. Power up suits and welcome in to another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will, and with me today is the one and only Chris from Fury's Finest. What's happening, my guy? Will, I am so excited to be here, man. This is awesome. We have tried to do this at least one other time that I can remember, and uh, it has finally worked out. It's happening. It's like the a great time for it to happen with all these exciting new things that are just being revealed and coming into our MCP lives. I know, right? This this is pretty amazing. Like, it's a good time to be a what? Like, what are the Marvel Crisis Protocol community ites? Oh my gosh! Does it? I haven't even thought about this. This is gonna take me a while. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Like the broader community, like we don't have a name. Like you know the the. are we protocolers? Protocolers? I could see that. I don't know. What, what I mean, about crisis survivors? No. Mm, I don't know. That seems... Crisis players? Crisis um, players? Cri- crisis gamers. Gamers of Crisi. <laughs> I don't even know. I think, I think we're, we're the Aluma crisis. Mm. <laughs> now I like where we're going with this. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe build someone... a burger crises <laughs> protocol. Yes, yes. We're the build a bear workshop of uh, names for what our community is here. Build an Ursa major workshop. There you go. So short boy squad. Oh yeah, <laughs> I I prefer big booty bear squad, but that's just me. You know that's fair. I mean, look, Rhino is is in the big booty Rhino squad too. Oh my gosh, he is he is an army of one. Let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah, he is no joke. Uh, the model is amazing, but also just cards. on the tabletop. Ugh. Yeah, his cards are nuts. I mean, when's the last time we got a character that was as splashable as Rhino and they had like two cards that were auto-includes? I mean, it might be Juggernaut. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, but also, I don't know. I feel like it's a big deal. Yeah, no, I think I think Rhino is, is a... Uh, <clears throat> "Quote unquote meta character, but uh, oh. yeah, I, I hate using that word. I hate using We're that big, word. You and I are big competitive boys now. Oh yeah, that's yeah. We are, we are. So for the suits that don't know, uh, Chris and I actually met at Warfare Weekend back in November. I would say bonded. That's I was gonna go with that next. Bonded is definitely real <laughs> talk because we had a great time. It was awesome, and like he said, we're big time competitive players now. Big time. Oh, huge. Watch this, out, DeLuca. We're coming for you. We're uh, sights straight for you, bud. That's right. That's right. Have you played the Marvel Midnight Suns game yet? You played that? I haven't. It is on my wish list. I just I have not even had time to get through the games I'm trying to finish at the moment. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Well, they they characterize Crossbones in that game as like kind of this snipery character. So what? I was gonna say. We're like crossbones from Midnight Suns with our crosshairs trained. 
right on to Luca and probably Jesse since he does have a win at Lone Star Open. Oh, I don't worry about Jesse. I know where he lives. He won't be a problem. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, we're gonna things... Kerrigan those knees. <laughs> no, uh, too soon. Is it too soon for that? Usually, yeah, definitely. It's definitely too soon for <laughs> <laughs> to to harding somebody's knees. Yes. Yes. Oh, see, we're this is this is gonna be a great show, y'all. So strap in, buckle up, and get ready for the ride. Speaking of rides, though, mm-hmm. I don't. You know, I don't think I can make this segue either because of what I'm gonna talk about. But we're gonna stick oh, with can. it. So we have some brand new reveals for Marvel Crisis Protocol. Yesterday, Lord, they showed us three new models and two lovely ladies. I think that's the way I, to cap. Yeah. Anyone familiar with Fury's Finest knows that Jesse and I are both X Men enthusiasts. I'm I've been an Emma Frost and my car's name is Emma. Just full disclosure, Emma Frost is one of my favorites. Uh I'm extremely excited for this. Yeah. So they have revealed Psylocke. And Emma Frost, or I guess it's Emma Frost and Psylocke per the packaging. Oh, you got to be proper. Got to be proper. And uh, yeah, these these are some interesting looking models. And I got to say, like the Psylocke model looks amazing. Yeah, dude. The, that, that looks amazing. And like I want, you know, AMG, please just give us the 360 turnaround thing. Please. I know. I if we could get that on the the day of the spoiling or the announcing or or whatever the teasing. Yes. It would be just it would just make my life. Seriously. Like it's so awesome and like it looks like she's like stepping over some kind of rock or maybe like part of a sentinel corpse or something. I don't know. She, well, she is walking with grim purpose towards her next victim. Yes, that is exactly what's happening and it's amazing. I love it. I, I love that model, and Psylocke's a character with a very complicated comic book history. Extremely. I am not looking forward to that one. Yeah, so I'm going to need you guys to get on Fury's Finest and just I'll, get on I'll, there. I'll start working on it right now. Yeah, it's going to take you a year, so a year from now. Probably. <laughs> I mean, as far behind on these character releases as we are, I'm sure it will actually take a year. <laughs> well, you know, better late than never, as I always say. AMG doesn't make it easy, man. They just keep releasing models. They're it's weird. Pumping them out, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, but they're pretty high quality still. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I love them for the most part. So For the most part. Speaking of most part. So, yeah, yeah. So, we're getting two versions of Emma Frost here. So, we have another character that transforms, which... I think is super cool. I am too. I, I love this mechanic and it's just, there's a quite a few models with it, but what there's only one or two that are quote unquote meta or so at the moment. Uh, that might change after LVO though. Everything's going to change after LVO. Everything always changes after LVO. What I, a, what a great time of year. I know. Right. I know some, someone like DeLuca is going to get out there and he's going to play some crazy thing and everybody's going to be like, Oh my gosh, he unlocked it. And yep. And we'll all just be chasing that dragon. That, that's right. Yeah. But anyways, Emma here. So she's definitely in the white, you know, white queen 
garb, if you will. And then like her one model, it's like pointing and doing like the Professor X or like, I guess it's more oh, yes. of a Jean Grey that, head that touch. That is the, the Jean Grey, I'm doing mind powers yeah. pose. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and I love it. I love that. Me too. And honestly, they nailed the cape here. It is flowing in a very regal way. Absolutely. It, it looks amazing. I, it's one of those things where you're like, I could see how like long, flat surfaces could be an annoying thing to try to sculpt <laughs> and stuff. But I think they nailed this one. I mean, to be fair, AMG's pretty, pretty good on the capes so far. They've been getting capes right for a long time. Yeah. Strange Supremes capes still. Like, I love Dude, it. It's, it's Mysterio for me. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That the way that one's rippling, uh, yet still kind of hugging his form and creating this unmistakable silhouette, just it just pops me every time. Yeah, no, you're right. That's a good one. But speaking of things that I don't, I don't know if it's the paint job on this. I don't know if it's the pose. I don't know what's happening here. But in the diamond form model, I'm not feeling it. Do you hmm? I'm looking at it here. It looks to me that they're about the same model for the most part. I think they're exactly the same model, except for I think the arms are different, and the, that's it. The arm sweep is different, yeah. I wonder if that's going to be something you can choose, if you'll have a, a few different arms. They've been doing that. you know. Maybe I we'll have so. a few different options on the arms, but... I don't think she mind powers when she's in diamond form, so I'm not sure she should be doing that. Right, like I don't mind the arm swept behind. You know what I mean? It's, like the one that's it's like the one straight up. It's the one straight up. Like, what are you doing? Like, why is, why is mm. your arm up in the air like this? I don't know. She's calling a waiter. Come on, man. <laughs> it's right. It's right. I forgot. Yeah, she's she. Garçon. Needs... Garçon, coffee. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. The Sentinel is really ruining my day. I need a mocha latte. <laughs> No, no, no. She's a caramel macchiato girl. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what's the bougiest thing you can get at Starbucks? Is it, is it a caramel macchiato? Probably. I absolutely have no idea, to there be honest go. with you. I drink black coffee oh, exclusively. Yeah. Like, like the, uh, me too, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Another thing we're bonding over. It's I know. incredible. Yeah, I just had a delicious cup from... Uh, our little Nespresso machine we have at home, and my wife for Christmas got me a like a heating cup. So like sometimes I'll drink mm. it super fast. Other times, like when I'm doing a podcast or something, it'll like sit in front of me sure. for a few minutes. Well, this cup keeps it at the perfect temperature until That's... it runs out of batteries and it charges up on a little stand. It's amazing. No way. That's incredible. Yes, I love that. It's yeah, because awesome. I'm I'm never I can never find the Goldilocks zone with coffee. I'm either burning my throat mm -hmm. or it's cold. There's That's, never an in between. Well, get you an Ember cup and it'll change your life. All right, Ember needs to sponsor uh, <laughs> this podcast now because that was a great ad read. You know, it really was. Which is, what's crazy is I think I do that a lot, and I don't even. I need to like, hey guys, so uh, how about throwing some? Yeah, dude, just hey, send in the clips and then live the dream, baby. There you go. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna create a reel and we're gonna send it. And like I said, we're off the. You rails. got this. It's awesome. You have got this. So one of the things I think is interesting about these two Emma models here is that realistically you could paint them either either one like if you keep these poses either yeah one that's could what i was thinking too diamond form 
And then also like uh, you could make them both diamond form or both normal form and just like sure. like maybe mid transformation. Like she's mid transformation on one of them. You know, like some like a lot of their, yeah, like Mystique's. a lot of folks did with Mystique, the yeah. the half and half type. That hey, that's a great way to show your skill with painting for sure. Yeah, definitely not me, but also good good luck with all this Same. white. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so there's a little bit more information to be gleaned from the uh, description here, and and that is that they're going to come with six tactics cards. That's that's a lot. And then it has to be this got to be a new affiliation, right? Uh, that it says the Hellfire Club affiliation. Yep. Okay. So, oh God, yeah, that just opens up a whole new thing of who all we're going to get. And the question is, when do we get black Tom Cassidy and what is his threat level go? Uh, it's definitely a two. And <laughs> if they, if they don't characterize him a little bit like they did in the Deadpool two movie, I'd be really disappointed. <laughs> what I want, but I want Krakoa Cassidy. Oh, okay. where he'll be like a threat level eight. Okay. Well then, yeah, he's probably amazing then. Yeah. Yeah. So what if we get both, when are they going to give us a character that has two different... Ver so it's the same model, but you're using two different cards. I mean... One's like a threat three, and then the other is a threat five. Morphs based on what you need. Hey, it could be morph. Yeah, it could be morph. So let, let's think about that. Let's go down that train of thought for a second. And hey, if you want to, it's your show. Exactly. There you go. So we're doing it. Uh, <laughs> so... How how do you think you could you could implement that in the game where like when we're restricted to threat level right so like maybe you say like are you saying something that transforms in the middle of a game or are you saying like same model but you have two different I cards it, and you have to choose which one at squad building you're going to use in my mind's eye the my initial concept uh, w while making that crack of whatever it you know varying degrees of humor it. <laughs> was that it would be a character, say, like a, like an Apocalypse, who is at varying degrees of power levels and forms at however many times. So maybe he's, maybe he's a three today. Or, or some character that maybe needs to charge up or something. I don't yeah. know. Uh, but the idea in my mind's eye was uh, they have a couple different threat levels they come at and you declare what you're using at the beginning of the game. I like it. And maybe each one takes its own slot in your 10 to kind of keep it a little balanced, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's just, interesting. just, just a thought it could be refined and uh, made more elegant. I'm sure. So if you, if we're now we're going down this train. So okay. the character that comes to mind that I think would embody a mechanic like that, would be something like a super scroll because oh my god you nailed it yes 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 you know like as as the scroll gains the different powers of the fantastic four like maybe he only has mr fantastic's power for this one for for like his threat level three version or whatever and I, then okay so now now you've got me thinking a little bit uh towards absorbing man as well yep yeah. uh you've got and now we're opening up a new version of rogue that gets within one you pays five and then gets an opponent's superpower, you know? Oh, that'd be so crazy. <laughs> we're break, We're ruining the game. We're ruining the game, and if you want that in Marvel Prices Protocol, make sure to let us know. Uh, send us messages, all that fun stuff. It's going to be great. Now we're coming for the wills. That's it. We're coming for them. All right, yeah, Pagani and uh, Chick, we want credit. Chick. 
credit. And money. That too. Definitely that. So anything anything else about these deadly ladies, these femme um, fatales for you? I really like that Psylocke is continuing the trashed Sentinel theme mm-hmm. of uh, rubble on X-Men characters. Uh, and it's kind of, it almost seems to be exclusive X-Men characters too. She may be in X-Force and things like that, but I guess X-Ajace, you know, uh, Emma, <laughs> yeah. she's, she's got, she dallies with the Brotherhood and the Hellfire Club and, oh, this and that. She may have her own affiliation one day, but <laughs> I yeah, think... I really like we're, that we're keeping with the Sentinel here. Yeah, I, it's it, nice. it makes me happy. I'm with you on that. I think it's pretty cool. I just like, you know, these are definitely like Mark One Sentinels because the Mark Four Sentinels oh, yeah. are way bigger than the base of rubble there. Well, and let's let's be real. As a man who just recently purchased a, a, a prime Mark Four, Mark Fours aren't going to be done like that. Come on. I know. Uh, tell me about it. They're not that easy. <laughs> oh, they're easy. Uh, they're well, easy. In in true. the game that is. So so yeah, believe me, I'm with you on that. So. Now, Chris, let's pivot and let's jump into our main topic today. Because, you know, Excellent. Suits, that was just a warm-up. Would you believe it? Uh, I don't think anybody believes that was a warm-up, but it was. So I'm stoked to talk about a character that has been one of those characters that I always liked as a kid. Like, my uncle, yeah. I've talked about it before on this show, would take me to the comic shop and buy me all these different comics, all this different stuff, and like I could just go go bananas. Like here, here, go go pick whatever comics you want, and as long as it wasn't something that's like a key issue, all this, you know, like sure, the, the, sure, the two to two to three dollar bin or, or whatever, go buck wild. So I would go and buy all these different comics, and a lot of comics I bought were Thor comics. And good man, I, I mean he's awesome. Yes, and so. This character that I kept like gravitating towards anytime he was on the cover and stuff was now this is the interesting thing. How do you say it? Is it Beta Ray Bill or is it Beta Ray Bill? Oh, it, I, it's definitely Beta. I agree, but it's, and um, man, I I think you used the just most apropos descriptor there when you said gravitates towards because Beta Ray Bill has this weird gravitas to him. Absolutely. When he's, it feels like when he's in a comic, it, to me, it feels like it's a big deal. Um, but I am a little jaded. He is one of two comic book characters I have tattooed on me. So <laughs> oh. I do really like Beta Ray Bill. Well, there you go. So I, luckily we have the expert here today. I'm not an expert on anything ever. Except Beta Ray Bill. I just really like him. <laughs> yeah. Look, it, it's one of those things where it's you you nailed it too. It's whenever Beta Ray Bill shows up, there is a weight that he carries to a story, I feel like. He brings he brings this cosmic view, this this bigger picture to things. Um, right. And the fact that he's like canonically Thor, but more gooder is just <laughs> incredible. Right? Like, like it's so funny. So when I first posted the spoiler from him, you know, people hop in the comments and stuff, which I love. I love that so much. I, I, I encourage that. I want that conversation always. all the time because it's always enjoyable to see 
the different takes that people have on these characters and stuff. And I love when it's like, yeah, you know, Beta Ray Bill beat up Thor. And then you've got the person over there. It's like, no, but Thor was drunk. And it's like, it's just like, I love this kind of back and forth that you see, especially amongst comic fans and stuff like that. Like, it's always just really fun and interesting, but like, like Beta Ray Bill is, is that dude. He is that dude. He is 100% that dude. You know, look, the man, the man has gone toe to toe with, Galactus himself. Exactly. Beta Ray Bill is a G. He is a straight G, not to be confused with a B. That's right. Absolutely. So, first thing we're going to do when discussing Beta Ray Bill here is we're going to talk about this model. And I mentioned it when he was first revealed, and I'm going to talk about it some more because holy iconic model posing ripped I, I know, straight dude. from the comic books like it's, i like so amg again like we said before has a track record of pretty damn good models but there's something about when they get it exactly right that it just hits different this one is exactly right and there's some notable changes the cape is a little more jagged Yep. Uh, than most capes they do, which is, I think, perfect in this instance because it matches the jaggedness of the lightning coming off of Stormbreaker, which is lodged into the cement of wherever he just landed because he's in a power super pose. Yes. Of epic proportion. I mean, it's just awesome, dude. And it's clearly a bigger base, so he's going to be faster. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, it is a big base cuz it's got the three little three little things in mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So I it's Stormbreaker looks absolutely fantastic. Uh the wings on his I mean, I don't know, man. It's perfect. He's perfect. It, this is a perfect model. Like it, it's one of those things where I don't know if it's my favorite model in the game just for just in general like, you know, Green Goblin oh, sure. still there's, up there's there for me. There's some pretty good ones. You know? Yeah. Uh Green Goblin up there for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new Agent Venom up there for me. I I still love Cable. I think Cable's an incredible model. Cable's model is so sick. It's it's really incredible. But like seriously though, this Beta Ray Bill model, it's 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 good, man. It's good. It's so good. It's I like, cannot wait for this. I I've I've been saying it, it. I don't know if I'm going to be just straight up playing Asgard for a while or just splashing Bill everywhere I can. But yeah. I. I Look, there's going to be like a solid year where he's going to be in every like list of 10 I have and probably 80% of my games. Yeah, no, he's he's going to see the tabletop for me, no question. And the reason why is what we're about to talk about here. And not only is he awesome, like that model is awesome and I want that model on the tabletop, but we're going to dive into this character card, and you're going to see that I think we have a pretty good model on our hands here. And I'll start off with our top stat line, left stat line, leftish stat line, top left, I don't know. Beta Ray Bill, or Bill, which I just love that his alter ego is just Bill. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> because, very deliberate by yes. his creators, by the way. Yes, it's just great. He has a physical defense of four an energy defense of four, and a mystic defense of three. He has a stamina value of six, a threat value of four, 
He is size two, and he moves medium. And it's worth noting, the only change on this character is on his injured side, he goes down to five stamina. So he's a six, five, four threat. So anything stand out to you on this top stat line? Two things stand out big to me. The two things I look for in every stat line, and that is physical and energy defense, both at four, meaning mutant madman. He's perfect for any mutant madman team, and he's great for pay to flips. He's oh. also on a big base, so he's going to be getting around to those objectives a little bit easier. So we're talking like a beast can double move, flip sides of the board, pay to flip uh, a pay to flip something with that energy, and you know maybe maybe get that extra point you need to to win the game before round six. Uh, just little things like that make characters like this absolutely incredible and the fact that he's good at both of those scenarios is awesome the other thing that's really standing out to me is uh, i'm loving the new four threat space we're living in the design space yeah uh, he is susceptible to being burst which i think is actually a good thing because he has got a lot of text on this card and i always say if there's a lot of text they're probably pretty good yeah yeah, that's fair. I mean, shoot, look at Dr. Voodoo. That is the walliest of wall of text. And he's awesome, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's interesting that you say that, like, it, the burst possibility is very real, but uh, I definitely think it's going to be harder to do. For... It will. He's got some defensive tech for sure. Mm -hmm. those, those bog standard characters are going to have a hard time kind of taking him down, but these characters that we have that... You know, like a juggernaut that can roll right. eight dice, or uh, obviously your big bads of of Malekith, you know, and all that stuff are going to be able to do what they're going to be able to do to almost any character in the game. But I do right. think that that his six and five is a little bit deceptive, as we'll talk about. But I also, it, it, like you said, it is susceptible to that burst. But when played in the right circumstances and given the right tools, I think Beta Ray Bill's going to be a bit of a force on the tabletop oh so absolutely just because he's going to get burst down once every 10 games that's still nine games of him being incredible being a beast just he's got so many options he's got so much on this kit mm -hmm. he really does it's insane so speaking of his kit why don't you take it away with the attacks yes, sir his first attack is going to be a physical attack. It is Stormbreaker. Range 2, Strength 5, Power Cost of 0. After this attack is resolved, Beta Ray Bill will gain power equal to the damage dealt, and on a wild, you will trigger Stun. After the attack is resolved, Beta Ray Bill will dish out the Stun Special Condition, which will, of course, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Stun limits your power gain, which is very nice on big characters. It sure does. And there's a fun little interaction with Stun that it's not directly apparent all the time, and it's one that I definitely have stumbled with at times myself. So Stun is you, whenever you would gain power, you gain one power, all right? But there's certain characters that, like the Asgardian characters or Hulk or stuff like that, where they say gain an additional power. So they would not gain that additional power 
if they're stunned. They would only gain the one power. However, if you gain your power in the power phase, and let's say you have a cube fragment, you're still going to get two power from that because you have two separate instances of gaining the power. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. It, it's a little and bit I'm of like weird thing, and there's certain characters that that additional thing doesn't trigger on. I can't remember exactly who right now, but the word additional is what makes it to where you would only gain the one. Gotcha. Okay, that's excellent to know. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So Stormbreaker here, pretty good. What's the next one? And then we'll get through these attacks, and then we'll kind of talk about them. You got it, you got it. Okay, so our next is going to be an energy attack. It is going to be Summon the Storm. Range 4, Strength of 6, Power Cost of 2. This Okay, this is where we're starting to get cool here. If the target character has the flight superpower, Beta Ray Bill may re-roll up to 2 of its attack dice, including skull results. On a wild, you will give the target character the shock. Special condition shock will depower their attacks by one dice. His yes. third and final attack is another energy attack. It is God Hunter. Range 2, strength of 5, power cost of 3. Add dice to the attack roll equal to the target character's size. So once again, we are going we're going big boy hunting here. On a wild critical and hit, you will trigger hurl. After this attack is resolved, throw the target character medium. That's sick. Oh, I love it. I it's love so it. So sick. So that's a hell of an attack suite, but I, I want your thoughts on these before we, we, we get my thoughts on it. I just, this is, he's perfect for taking out big, tanky, scary characters. This guy is who we're throwing at the kitty from here out. This guy is who I'm hurling straight at Thor, Hulk, whoever. I mean, he's a four threat built to not necessarily take out he definitely has the ability to take out, but to to just kind of deal with and be able to go toe-to-toe -to -toe and, and tie up some of these bigger characters and disrupt them a little bit. And he's got more tools in his suite to do it. But if you're, if you're hitting someone with a Stormbreaker or you're summoning the Storm first, um, giving them a shock, then we're getting up close and personal, we're hitting them with a Stormbreaker, oh, now they're stunned. You know, you're just disrupting these big boys, and yeah. it's, I love it. I just absolutely love it. Yeah, I, I love this, too. I think, like, Stormbreaker as your basic attack, quote-unquote basic attack, I mean, being yeah, able right? to stun someone is so good. Like, it, it, it's, one of those, it's one of those conditions that you don't see as much anymore. Like, when, when we first right. started playing the game, stun was, it was a everywhere. big deal. Yeah, and... It's one of those conditions, I think it's, a lot of its value comes in the fact that you think that it's not affecting you so much, so you don't want to shake it, and it's, yeah. they either, they leave it on there, you win. They shake it, you win. It's just, it's a win-win situation all the time. I, I just, I really like most of the conditions in this game, and, and stun is a sneaky, sneaky good one. It is, it is, and... And I think that like the the Stormbreaker being range to you know he's got that big base he's gonna be able to get where he needs to go, yeah. and and then so 
he's gonna be that's his primary way to build power. It's his only way to build power. And as you notice, the Summon the Storm and God Hunter both have a power cost associated. Of course, he has superpowers that cost something, but I don't really think he's gonna have that hard of a time generating some power, getting getting the train rolling, so to speak, as we'll talk about right. here shortly. There's some other things that he can do. But I think that like that would be probably the limiting factor to him is that 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 is a physical attack that's power equal to damage dealt. I think that's the only like limiting thing in this whole kit. But let's talk about Summon the Storm for a second because this attack right here, we've seen a similar mechanic with the if a character has flight, do some stuff on Storm. It's not the same, obviously, but I do like right. this kind of design space that AMG is approaching here where it's like let's let's use some of these like random things that, that that are on the card that mean something that you know they mean something but let's let's use these as a means to empower another character and I think that kind of stuff is fun it's super fun it adds more nuance to the game too it just makes the game deeper and more flavorful uh, it keeps keeps interest high keeps decisions more decisions to be made yeah. is just kind of what makes mcp so fun there's just there's a decision for everything and it's just i don't know what's what it's what makes everything uh very interesting i agree i agree and the real question that i have for you on this particular attack is how do you feel about the two power cost i think it's worth the two power cost i don't know that you're going to be doing it all the time uh, yeah. I feel like you're mostly going to be focusing on Stormbreaker and uh, leaving some things up, leaving some power for a couple things we're going to talk about in a second. But yeah. Summon the Storm, if you think about using this against characters like Captain America Sam Wilson, like against Storm... You know, your three threat leaders with flight or just three threat characters with flight. For two power, you're going to be able to daze them just about whenever you want. Yeah. So I think it's pretty, pretty freaking good. Um, you're also going to be wanting to use it every once in a while just to try to get shock on somebody. Because like I was saying, some of these bigger models, sometimes you're best course of action is to just get as many conditions on them as you can get to stick and hope it slows them down yeah um so that those are my full thoughts on some in the storm yeah yeah no i think i think that's exactly it is is there's times when you're going to go for that shock and if the character does not have flight you're looking at about 60 percent of the time you'll be able to get that it's the same math as like thor's throw on his builder that you never yeah. get when you really want it Never, you know, but uh, I, I do think that that this is a really like it's a sneaky good attack that costs I a agree. lot. And I think that the two power cost really comes from when you're attacking a character with flight. Like, I think if it did not have that rule, which I'm glad it does, but if it didn't have that rule, you could see this as like a one cost kind of a thing. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head with that one. Yeah. Uh yeah, I I love the inclusion of this flight caveat. Um, yeah, that's it's just nasty. It's fun. It is, and the fact that you get to re-roll the skull results on this is no. It's that's just primo, dude. That's primo. 
and and it's it's really consistent and i mean it's yeah you're gonna take out you're gonna take out whatever you target and like as someone who's played a lot of convocation lately i'm sitting here thinking about like dr strange sorcerer supreme does not want to see this like yeah cool he has his mystic armor and all that stuff but still like i'm i am not looking forward to that just because it's so many dice and then re-rolling the skulls just sounds horrible yeah and then like you mentioned characters like captain america sam wilson i mean clea would hate to see this that's oh probably my gosh, nobody yeah. plays clea but still <laughs> well they don't have much of a reason to at the moment but right just there's so many so many three even four cross characters with flight that this is just this is just really going to hurt them. And it really is. The more we're kind of going over this, I feel like there's a there's a world where you just line Beta Ray Bill up across from uh, the opposing affiliation leader and just go straight for him. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely a, a solid strategy. And when you think about, like, even if you're not going straight for your leader, I mean, some of the characters, notable characters that have flight, I mean, a character like Angela, Right, Angela, she has four energy defense, but that's it. She has no defensive tech or anything. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, you know, so Angela's probably a bad example because here I am reading her card talking about Angela. She's, can't she's got like Marshall Prowess or something, right? You can't re-roll. Uh, into her, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's what it is. Yeah, li- li- living ribbons. So Angela, bad example, but still, rolling six dice at her still seems good. <laughs> Uh, you know, a character like Crimson Dynamo. Yes, he's got the damage reduction, but he only has three energy defense. He's got yes. that flight. I mean, Dr. Voodoo, another great option. Like We've already said it, and we don't need to go too far down this train, but there's so many characters with flight that I think this is really going to matter for. And, I mean, as popular as Avengers is, like, I don't know about you, when I see Iron Man just... Core box Iron Man on the other side of the table. It's either I delete that dude real quick or he just stays yeah, around forever. I first caveat side note, I love that Iron Man is like good again. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's you're absolutely correct. Beta Ray Bill is here to take care of Iron Man. Yeah. I mean That's why he's here. It's one of those things like Iron Man's just He's a great character. I'm right there with you. I'm glad that Iron Man is good, but he's he's a character you have to deal with. And taking you your four to. threat into a free a three threat is one of those things where some people would say that that's a win for the person playing the three threat. But Iron Man usually out provides his three threat value. So like I feel like that's a fair trade. And then yeah, same his thing, displacement is insane. It's it's nuts. Same thing when you look at a character like Star Lord. Like I think it's. It's exactly what you said, and I probably am beating this horse straight to death. Like, this dead horse is super more dead. That horse said some horrible things about our families, so you just keep keep piling on. It really did, but it's. I just want to really hammer this point home and how how much this character of Beta Ray Bill gets me excited for kind of the broader spectrum of the game is like Star-Lord is so hard to track down sometimes, and being able to say cool well this attack has the potential and any attack really has the potential to one shot a character in this game but like for real you can be like all right star lord take this it's true you know what i mean and and I just, with the i mean with the rerolls you're it's got to be like a hundred almost a 90 percent chance to get shock right 
Uh, yeah, I mean, with the rerolls, I don't know the with math. With the rerolls, it's got to be massive. Yeah, but like you know, when you, when you play against the guardians, right? It's like, oh man, guardians just you know, Star Lords just hitting and running all over the place. Then you got your full auto that you just you know conditioned yeah, up everybody sure. and all that stuff. So like being able to track him down, quote unquote, easily, I think is just. I don't know. It's just gonna be good, and I just I, I like it. There's a world where he is Guardians affiliated, though, as well. I know. Um, oh my god! Does that terrify you? It scares the bejesus out of me. I think it should. I think they're going to run things for like the summer. Yeah, uh, I mean, look, Guardians have been in a good place since the rebalance. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm for it, man. I more people playing Gamora is good with me. Yeah, she's she's like so good. Underrated. <laughs> way underrated like i mean the fact that they gave her stealth and that what was it one extra hit point i mean mm -hmm. change the game it's it's big nasty brother yeah she's so good so now let's talk about god hunter because this is kind of like yes. the big one and i don't know about you have you noticed the trend over the last few reveals of like bananagram spenders well man i'm bad at remembering all these I'm bad at remembering everything when they came out and stuff, but uh the spenders are getting better. They're getting better. So so They're as a recent better. example, Agent Venom with his beam three seven dice and then the damage, you know, after the attacks resolve for other characters within two of him, that seems pretty bananagrams to me. And that then, is bananagrams. I think my big failing here, Will, was not really understanding what bananagrams meant. Oh, well there you go. Um, I'm sorry. Please you know forgive what? me. You need, to, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. I have, I have wrecked myself here. It's, it's obviously, you know what? This is it. Show over. Can't believe it. I'm kidding. MCP like, podcasting license revoked. Revoked. <laughs> yeah, no. So uh, another no, example. Dude, it's, I mean, it's not just that, but the new Wolverine has a kill. That's exactly what I was going to say. Spenders too. I, yeah. I like that model a lot. Um, Yes. Uh, what about what about Jessica Drew here? Well, so I'm holding off on on much Jessica Drew Spider Woman talk just because she hasn't been officially revealed. But well, I'll just say that it's 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 okay. It works. Yeah. No. So her, her hers is solid, especially given what her builder does. It's, uh, I can't. I can't wait for this new world. All these, yeah. all these models we're about to get. It's just. It's so exciting. Yeah. You know, and my hype. I never even got to fully live my hype for Pyro and, uh, you know, original Human Torch because we got all this new stuff just thrown at us. It's it's wild. That's the thing about like this game in general, and and again, this is a little bit of a side tangent. Is there's so much new stuff that's constantly coming out, which is a good thing, that. It never really has time to breathe for for like what's you know letting people discover something you know what I mean in in that way it's like it's, people like us get on our platform and say thing good thing bad yeah yeah you know and and part of the community takes that and and runs with it which is fine you know it's the life we've chosen to do I guess but sure. you know it's, it's content it's just interesting how how things kind of take time to develop sometimes. That's another one of the things I really like about this game is even if there's a quote unquote best team, the worst teams that you can put together 
can still win a game. It's oh, yeah. the, the the bell curve is really pretty compact. Oh, absolutely. It, they do a good job of keeping it that way too. I mean, case in point was the Malekith changes so quick uh, after he was released. Uh, so I don't know. It's it's awesome. Yeah, I completely agree. So back to God Hunter though. So. It's sorry, I'm tangenting all over the place today. Look, this I mean, this is house party protocol. Look, I, I am like a dog that sees a squirrel. You know what I mean? All the time. I know. Both of us are like that. So we're just we're seeing lots of squirrels. Anyway, God Hunter. Awesome. We're going to add dice equal to the target character's size. So immediately my brain will goes to Juggernaut because Juggernaut's a problem for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What like what characters in your local meta are you looking to forward to throwing this eight or nine dice attack at? Uh, really, Malekith is one where I yeah, mean, for sure. Like that is, I feel like it's like okay, cool. Well, we made Malekith. Well, now let's make a character that can deal with Malekith pretty easily. Yep, yep. <laughs> and I, that's I kind of had a feeling when Malekith released that something like this was coming. Same with Juggernaut. Because yeah. when they first came out, it's like, what are we going to do? It's like, well, if they don't change them immediately, they probably have tools coming down the pipeline that are going to be able to deal with them. So, exactly. And so I don't here play we are. In, in like a big boy meta per se here locally, but even characters that are like size three, right? Like, Oh, yeah. This is, this is great against even size three characters. Exactly. Right. I, I still think you're getting value when, when you're playing into a size three character and some size twos depending on the situation, right? Like this is one where yeah. like, I'm not going to shy away from using God Hunter on a size two character. If it's going to do what it needs to do, because like when you look at, again, we referenced other spenders, right? So mm -hmm. yes, it's a beam on agent venom and Logan, but there's seven dice attacks and there's a very, you know, common trend about four threat characters having seven dice attacks for three cost. So I don't see this as like much of a, of a negative value, even if you are using it on a character that has only size two, you know, that's, that is an actually excellent point. And something I would do well to remember, I'm one of those people that if you're not getting absolute max value, then don't do it. But yeah, that, yeah, the fact of the matter is seven dice for three power with a possible medium throw. Yeah. That's, that's really, that's really not bad value at all. Right. And, and the throw's not that hard to get. It really isn't. I mean, it's obviously the, the math on it goes up the higher the, the oh, sure. size, sure, sure. but even on seven dice, I mean, crit wild hit is a fairly common thing. And, you know, I don't, again, I'm not a super math guy. The only reason why I know the Thor math on the one is because it, it's been talked about so much, but like on a, on one like this, I think you're looking at probably about a 40, 35% of the time you're going to have that. So a third of the time, I'm okay with that. Right. And especially with the fact that you might daze them too. Like seven dice is, it's going to be at least seven dice. That's mm -hmm. nothing to sneeze at. That can 
round two, round three, that can that can flip them. Oh, so yeah, y- you might flip them. You might throw them. It's like a little grab bag of fun. It is a little grab bag of fun. And speaking of grab bags of fun, just to if most people aren't familiar with all these different four threats that have seven dice attacks, like I'm just literally clicking down the Cerebro list of four threat characters four and being like, oh, look, there's a seven dice bit, uh, spender. Oh, look, there's a seven dice spender. And it's just, you know, so like when you think about it in those terms, I think it makes a lot more sense. But being able to add those extra dice is going to be huge. And like we said already, I mean, that's big boy hunting, you know, and, oh yeah, you know, you're not going to necessarily be able to one round a Hulk or something like that with this, or obviously, you know, male Keith over there, he's still going to be, you know, Keithing all over the place. Oh yeah, he will be. But I think it is threatening enough to those models and to an opponent that they have to keep it in their head. It's like, okay, cool. Beta Ray Bill's got three power and he's standing right next to this person. Well, good luck. Exactly. It's where we finally hit that spot where they're giving us four threat models that are not only threatening and scary, but you have to deal with them. Yes. For the long, I mean, we've talked about Thor a couple times and the comparisons between Beta Ray Bill and Thor in this game are going to continue. You're going to get sick of them. But the fact that the way to play against Thor is to just ignore him kind of yeah. sucks. Yeah. You cannot ignore Beta Ray Bill. You have to do something to deal with him. If you do ignore him, he will wreak havoc. Maybe that's okay. Maybe that's in your game plan. Completely fair. No, I, I think you, that's interesting. You gotta, you gotta know, you gotta know what you're gonna let him do or how you're gonna deal with him because he can mess you up. Yes, absolutely. And speaking of the ways that he can uh, apply this hurt just ever so slightly more, let's talk about these superpowers now. And then I want to come back to this, like ignore versus deal with versus all of that, because because I think that's an interesting discussion around this character. Sure. So. First superpowers we have, we have an active superpower, which means you play it on your turn, the active turn with Beta Ray Bill. Immeasurable strength. It's going to cost you three power. Choose an interactive terrain feature, the sweetest line of text right here, or an enemy character, both Mm. of size four or less, and within range two, and throw it medium. This superpower can be used only once per turn. I love it. This is very, very good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's a great throw. It is a great throw. It's a really great throw. Uh, being able to just throw Malekith the way medium, pretty sweet, man. Yeah, that's how far he moves, Chris. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, you just staggered him, you know? Yeah. Thinking about throws in those terms of like, okay, cool, this is a stagger now, and especially on a character that doesn't have a charge or or doesn't mm-hmm. have out of action movement, mm-hmm. it, it's it's huge. It's huge. And it's it's massive. And not to mention, you could just throw someone into Malekith or throw Malekith into someone, and I mean, you're throwing him into so what? That's five dice. That's that's a lot of damage. That's 
It's gonna it's gonna flip people. Oh, Beta yeah. Ray Bill flips people, man. That's what he does. That's what he does. And and to your point, if you throw a Malekith, a Hulk, a Juggernaut, yeah. any of these characters, that's five incoming damage that you don't have to roll. It is just five damage that it's you just do. There. And yeah, Chris, I talk about this all the time, and like I joke around with my friends. I've talked about it on this podcast. Brace for Impact is stapled to any roster I make because there is so much displacement in this game, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to throws. And for stuff like this, like, I'm sorry, but I don't want a Malekith deleting a model that I have that, you know what I mean? Like, not that I play Malekith that often, but I'm just saying, like. Preach, man. You know. Go off. I'm just saying. Like, stay yeah, brace, brace is, I don't leave home without it. I mean. I don't. It's literally in every every bag I make. Yeah, yeah. Who are you gonna call? It's, brace for impact. Brace for impact. Uh, Indomitable's almost there. Indomitable's there if I know I'm going to be see a juggernaut at any time. But yeah, man, it's just yeah, yeah. It, it, displacement's huge in this game. It's what things are about right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the attrition team's got a little a little buff in the new crisis world we live in, and I love that because I play attrition teams most of the time. But we're still, it's still a, a displacement world. It is. And honestly, who doesn't love to roll dice? So I'm, I'm glad we're living where we yeah, are now, I, too. I'm a knuckle dragger, dude. I like to roll <laughs> dice, That's and it's okay. Hey, man, that's good. And it looks like Beta Ray Bill is fitting that bill so far. He's for me. He's for you. So we have another superpower here. It is a reactive what? superpower. Yes, so it's going to have a trigger... It is going to tell you when you can use it. Sometimes it can happen on your turn. Sometimes it can happen on the enemy turn. So Corbinite Cybernetics. It's going to cost you one power. If this character would suffer damage, it may use this superpower. Reduce the amount of damage suffered by one. Period. Full stop. Mm. So that's your trigger, is if this character would suffer damage. So... Let's say Venom claps back on you after right. you hit him with a Stormbreaker. Well, uh, yeah, you're going to reduce that damage by one. Let's say someone throws a giant building into you. Yeah, we're going to reduce that by one. Exactly. No, no minimum. Just, hey, this one damage that I just took is, is not here it's anymore. Just gone. It's just gone. So this is what we were alluding to right off the top with Beta Ray Bill and how he might seem a little like 6-5 is definitely on the lower end of four threats in general. I think like it's probably sure. more of the average, but it feels, especially recently, like that's on the lower end, right? So well, it, to me, it feels low because he's obviously such a bruiser, right? Exactly. Bruising characters like this usually have a little more health, but, uh, you know, this, this Corbinite Cybernetics really really makes him a lot tougher. I mean, it's essentially what Juggernaut has, right? And, it is. Uh, it's really, really good, but it does present you, the Beta Ray Bill pilot, with some questions. Do I get to use that Summon the Storm this turn, or do I need to save power for defensive tech out of yeah. activation? Do I get to use God Hunter, or do I need to be around for another round? You know, it's... He's, he needs a lot of power. He does. He, he does need a lot of power. And what's interesting when you mention, like, do I use some of the storm? Do I save up for God Hunter? You know, those kind of questions. 
are are ones that come with reps, like the answers to those questions comes exactly. with reps and experiencing how these characters function when you do the thing. Like, but I know for me, it's really hard sometimes when I see blood. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, dude, like, I see red too. I see, I see the blood in the water, and my God, I want to roll as many dice as possible. And you know, damn the damn the gods, and and let's uh-huh. just have at it. And then I'm sitting there, and I need need power for my defensive tech, and I'm like, no, stupid, stupid, Whoops. stupid. Yep, yep, yep. I, I I have one good roll, and then suddenly I'm I'm ready to fight God. Yeah, yeah. It's it, dude. It's so funny because it's like, oh man, I just I just spike rolled the hell out of this. This guy's sitting there on one or two damage. Cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna just go all out, and then it's like blanks and skulls and crap. You can't can't even use. <laughs> dude, it happens every time, but you know it's okay. Like you I know. said, I'm a knuckle dragger. I love rolling dice. Yeah. And the whiffing comes with it. Uh, the battle rage comes with it. The <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all, all of it, man. It's that's part of the whole experience. That's part of why I love this game. Yeah, exactly. Any any event I go to, and, and Nate and Merzane and those guys, they know this. But oh, like, yeah. any event I go to, I'm like, y'all got to give me one. You got to give me one expletive. You know, one f bomb just out of nowhere. And they're like, okay, oh. you can have one. You can have one. You can have as many as you need, buddy. I appreciate you. I yeah, see, man. you get me. You get me. Because <laughs> I need them too. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, no, I love this. I love this ab- amount of defensive tech. And it's just, it's one of those those defensive abilities that, yeah, you got to pay a power for it, but it's going to come in handy and making sure you have that power. And, like, I think it, what it does also when we're looking at how Beta Ray Bill functions like on the tabletop is you don't have to activate him first and you don't have to activate him last. It kind of gives you oh. some nice flexibility there because you're like, okay, if I don't activate him early, I maybe can take a little damage, get a little power, but not take too much damage. But if you are sitting there and maybe you've got like two health left or three health left, you can activate him early maybe get that damage and then maybe your opponent's like, well, I'm going to ignore him. And then when he does that, you know, cool. Then you just get to activate beta ray bill later. And then maybe he doesn't have enough firepower to take him down with the Corbinite cybernetics, you know, that kind of stuff. Man, I think that's a great point. That's something I am trying to work on is my, my activation sequencing and which characters need to be first lasts or, you know, mid rounds last, you know, things like that. Uh, something I'm trying to focus on this year. And I think that's an excellent point about this character. And I feel like Agent Venom is kind of this way too, is they're both just, you can go with them whenever you need to. Yeah. Yeah. They I mean, just, they're just, they're just go- going to be good. Um, exactly. Of course, like you said, there's always going to be instances where you want to maybe wait to try to get a little more power, uh, wait for that attack or wait for someone to, you know, fall into your cleverly designed trap exactly but for the most part just generally speaking beta ray bill can just go whenever you need him to if if someone needs someone needs to hold their turn it's cool bill can get some stuff done oh yeah it it, yeah it's just that's an excellent point man you really got my mind working on that one cool well i'm glad for that i'm glad for that and we have a couple other superpowers here, and then we will talk about where best to put Beta Ray Bill on the tabletop and that kind of fun stuff. So, we have three innate superpowers. The first one, 
is called Honor Bound. After an attack, targeting this character is resolved. If this character suffered damage, it may advance short toward the attacking character. I'm going to rattle these off real quick, and then we'll talk about it. The you next innate one is Blessed by the Allfather. During the power phase, this character gains one additional power. Yes! And then the Love last it. one is another innate superpower. He has Flight and three immunities. So that is Bleed, Incinerate, and Poison. He cannot have any of those conditions. Yes! Like, I'm so excited. This is awesome. No Incinerate? Mm. I know, right? That's so clutch for him too. Like yeah. that, that's massive. Yeah, like and and then like poison's not one you see often, but like cool. Now I don't have to worry about losing a power at losing the start of power, my turn. Losing power, yeah. Shh. Yeah. All day no long. bleed. Get out of here, blade. I know. Oh, hey, You're Weapon done. X that wants to bleed people. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's probably a bad example, but I don't know. But like you said, it's like this. I love this. I think this is great. And then the extra power. So boom, summon the storm is online turn one mm, that's huge yeah <laughs> range four strength six uh with two dice reroll uh into a character with flight on turn one that's gross yeah so if you're thinking about the range on that if you can picture in your mind's eye how mm. how long a medium move on that medium size base is you you think about that that range distance and then a measure a range four off of that, that's past the midline. So yeah. nothing is safe. Absolutely nothing. And especially with so many of these crises uh now are kind of, you know, do dodgeball on the midline. Yes. Everybody rushing up, grabs their grabs their things and then retreats. Yes. Uh he's he's very good against that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And if you're if you leave a character just hanging out there, it's it could especially if they have fire. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be good. And then let's backtrack here and talk about how he has aggressive. It's called oh Honor Oh my Brown. gosh, is that not insane? So now not only is it a character that you have to have a plan for, but if your plan is trying to not you know burst him down, he's just gonna get to you quicker. Exactly. And and that's the thing I'm gosh. noticing on this character is like, all right. So when we think about four threat characters that are just the powerhouses, right. Or, or even, even like a character like Thor, because you know, the, you said it earlier, the comparison is going to be there. A notable omission on beta Ray bill is out of action movement. Other than honor bound. Yeah. But honor bound is not on his turn. It's on your turn, the opponent's turn. More often right. than not, like there's certain things that could happen, you know, like we talked about earlier, like the venom clap back or, you know, maybe the um, quick like draw a, from from Cyclops, right, bullseye, stuff like that. Trap house kind of thing uh, could could do something like the uh, the booby traps, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. But all of those like kind of more corner case things aside, getting there is going to be Beta Ray Bill's problem. And I do like that. Like I talked about a second ago, how choosing when to activate him and all of that stuff is going to be a bit of an interesting puzzle to put together. It's because, okay, cool, the target I want to go after might be out of range, but if I get damaged by an attack, and I'm sorry, it is an attack, which stinks because it would be if it was a throw, that'd be <laughs> even better. 
but it's an attack. But if I get damaged by an attack, cool, I get to move. But that also can give your opponent that little extra bit of information where it's like, okay, cool, right. well, I don't want to attack Bill here because then he's going to get closer to me. I mean, I know whenever I see a character that has aggressive on the other side of the board, I tend to shy away from that character. Sure, but look, it also opens your opponent up to a little manipulation as well. If they've got some long-range attackers, they can maybe give you the option of going the other way, you know, yeah. maybe across the board towards a Hawkeye uh, on the opposite side of where you maybe want to be. So then do you, do you take that? Do you change your plan? Do you go after him? Do you take that uh, advance short towards that, that Hawkeye or that cable or, or, or whatever? Or do you hold firm and just take the, you know, take the peppering and the, the few damage here and there and stick to your plan? You know, it's just right. There's, there's so many things with this game that you just you got to play it out. You got to get those reps and, and really figure it out. It's, it, it's awesome. It is. It is awesome. And, and like you said, it's reps and figuring it out. And one other final little thing I want to note about how Honorbound can, can work in your favor or against you is with the Corbinite Cybernetics. If you're like, cool, I'm going to reduce this damage and not Great take point. any damage, well, then now you're not moving. Mm. So, so that's a delicate balance that mm. I feel like you have to strike. And like, again, we've said, I'm, we're, we're calling back to the beginning of the episode, decision points options for Tons of them with this character. I think that, that they've nailed that design here so perfectly. I would agree with that. So, now that we've talked about everything that is on the card, and even some stuff that's not really, we don't know the exact affiliation, but I'm going to assume he's Asgardian affiliated since he's blessed by the Allfather. I think that's a safe assumption. Right. And to your point, he could be Guardians. I don't know if he'd be affiliated anywhere else per, like, comic stuff. I think there are a lot of the weird, tinier affiliations uh, the game might have later that he's going to be fitting into. A lot of the cosmic stuff, but we don't have a ton of cosmic stuff going on in this game yet. Right. Uh, mostly just Guardians, so... I think he will have more places, quite a few more teams, affiliated teams in the future. But right now, I'm only seeing two off the top of my head. I could be wrong. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. So outside of those two, because I think he plays exceptionally well in those two, it, like no question. Yes. Set agreed. it, forget it. Like he, he is so much of what, I think Asgard has been wanting for a while because Asgard has a lot of good fours, but they also have like really techie fours, if you mm -hmm. will. And I feel like that Beta Ray Bill is a a nice, I don't not to be reductive, but generic quote unquote beater four threat that I think that Asgard really likes. And like him, Thor, Loki seems like a really nice little kind it's a of nice trio, right? Yeah, yeah. So. I think that, that that's a little bit of the secret sauce for Asgard there. And then also Guardians. I mean, he's just he's just going to be in Guardians. <laughs> he's just going to be good there. He's going to be killer in Guardians. Pun intended. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, really, I really like him in 
a lot of places. I think he's a very, very solid bruiser for threat. I like him going into big models. Yeah. Um, as far as specific affiliations, I really like him in Spider Foes. Oh, yeah. He maintains that, that kind of big base, medium movement continuity they've got going so they can get around places really well, actually deceivingly well. Mm-hmm. He's got that four physical defense uh, holding true with most of the rest of the team. So, so your uh, mutant madman, things like that are online. And he's just kind of a big bruiser with some displacement that that they really don't mind having at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so I, I, I like him in foes a lot. I like foes as an example too, but I do think that's a crowded affiliation. Absolutely correct. So it's one where I would, uh, I would definitely see how that feels from a reps, like get some reps with that because like, obviously that leadership's great. And like you said, sticks with the theme being able to throw and displace size four or larger characters is definitely something that they're lacking. And putting that into a four threat package, I think is, is really nice. So, Oh, I agree. Another one that I also think is, is pretty solid would be, I mean, Cabal, obviously. Like oh, that's, yeah. that's the obvious one. I actually think Avengers is less good for him than it is for a lot of other people, just because he only has the one superpower that he can reduce in the first place. I agree with you 100% there, but I mean, everybody is good in Steve's Avengers. I will say, I think he'd be nasty in Sam's Avengers. Yes. Just disgusting. Yes. Sam, Sam, I think would be great because, oh, cool. You dazed somebody. Well, here comes Beta Ray Bill. Oh, here. Yep. He wants his revenge. Oh, you, want, you want Beta Ray? You want to hurt? You want to knock out uh, Iron Fist? Okay, Beta Ray Bill is, is going to knock somebody of yours out. Yep, yep. So, so hear me out, because this this is the one that, for real, in actuality, is um, it's, it's odd, but interesting. Ooh. All right, X Men okay. Blue. So this is the Cyclops leadership. So. Just you're never gonna hear flack from me well, for trying for endorsing X Men Blue. Well, so here's the thing: that leadership is meh a lot of the time. However, mm-hmm. I'm gonna read it out here because most people just don't even play this and maybe not even yeah. know what it does. Once per turn, when an allied character declares an attack action, but before it chooses an attack to use. Any number of allied characters within range three of the attacking character may spend one power. For each one power spent in this way, reduce the power cost of the attacking character's attacks by one to a minimum of one for this attack action. So, why do I think Cyclops and Beta Ray Bill are maybe a match made in heaven here? And this is why. You can move and summon the storm and still be within range three of your deployment line for enough characters to where you get no cost. You can, you can make it no cost. If you're around two characters, they can say, cool, Cyclops can be like, here, Beta, have, have this. Have a wow. power. And then you've got you know, maybe a beast sitting over there who's like, here, have a power. And then you know what the X-Men get to do after after this is all said and done, and they'll be sitting there with no power, but guess what they get to do? Pick everything up for free. 
Exactly, because they have a card called First Class. I like this. I think you're onto something. I like that a lot. And not to mention, once he's up in it, he's going to be able to be generating power for maybe some optic devastations to help right. out, uh, to give back, to give as back. it were. Exactly. And, that's, and I think that's great. Uh, I think it's, you know, those opening turns in this game are increasingly important as the skill level of the uh, player base increases, and it has been, and we've been getting just such an influx of new players too. It's been awesome. So these these strong opening plays, very, very important. I think I think you're onto something here, man. Well, I appreciate that. And and when I think about it like when you're you're looking at what kind of composition you might have with an X-Men roster, you know, if you're if you're playing Cyclops, you're probably gonna have something like an X twenty three, maybe a Logan. Obviously Cyclops probably Beast, right? So like these characters, especially like Logan and X-23, you can also run no matter the cost with them and like, okay, cool. Well, I want to get a claw rush off with X-23 early, but you know what? I don't need any power to do it because I'll just no matter the cost and then heal. Yep. 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 You know, Beast with his animalistic freestyle, you're not using that most of the time. No. it's That one's a trap. Yeah, absolutely. So... That, so, that's one of those spenders that uh, you, you just do not want to use more than once or twice a game. Yeah, absolutely. Now, he does have a nice throw and everything, but all of that to say, I, I think that there's a, a team comp here within X-Men Blue that can really empower a character like Beta Ray Bill. And like you said, it's he, been brewing. It's been brewing for a long time. It's just been waiting for all the right pieces. Uh, and we're, we're getting there, man. I. Little little sidebar, I think Electra in, in that affiliation would be insane, too. Oh, nice. Yeah, Electra, man. There's, there's thoughts about Electra. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. I know. I didn't mean, I'm not trying to open that can of worms. It's just a thing I, I, I want people to know. Yeah. She's got that spender that's nuts. And if you're doing that once, once or twice around, that's just... Oh, yeah. That's debilitating. It's going to be sick. So... so- Another another fun affiliation that I think could be really really nice for Beta Ray Bill. It's I I think mm-hmm. like the 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 dark horse awesome fun thing is definitely that X Men Blue, but I think Midnight Suns is one where where he could really get some benefits, like that. the placement, all of that stuff, and then you know the the just doing that damage and everything. Like I, I just think that's nice. Like it's one of those things where Midnight Suns is easy to say because of the, everybody likes the placement, but the placement. On the 50 millimeter base, I mean, sign me up. Disgusting. I mean, the same goes for X Men Gold. Uh, I I have one, and this is just to uh, help with that power. But what about running Beta Ray Bill in your A Force list? Yeah, I mean, any, anything Beta that Ray can Bill give him the and She Hulk on having to deal with both of those characters, I think, is just absolutely disgusting. Like that's that's a tall task, <laughs> to say the least. That's a tall task, and it's like you're gonna have to pick your poison there, and, and that's what I think is interesting. And what I wanted to call back to when we talked about like ignoring versus going for characters and this and that. Like, you know, when you pair a character like Beta Ray Bill with someone else, like a She Hulk, even a Thor, or or whomever else, you know. You can't ignore any of them, really, at that point. And right. 
to your point about ignoring Thor, like Thor is an interesting conundrum because it's like he's going to get there because he has for Asgard, but it's how how are you going to mitigate the amount of stuff that he can do once he does get there? I feel like it's kind exactly. of the way to look at it. And when I look at Beta Ray Bill, it's like there's not really much you can do to mitigate it except having Brace and Indomitable. And then other than that, I mean, it's just dice. It's just dice. It, but I feel it's like... Just, can, yeah, but that's also... Isn't that great, though? Because that's two tactics cards in five that are dealing with what you're doing, not doing things to you. Right. So as much as those can foil plans, Brace and Indomitable, uh, if you know they're there and plan for it, I, I'd rather those be there than you know, some, some massive, you know, game changing swinging card, uh, that I can't think of off the top of my head right now. <laughs> right. Like a follow me or something. Yeah. I mean, any, I mean, any. I, yeah. my head just keeps going to usurp the throne, even though usurp the throne isn't happening much right now, but you know what I mean? I know what you mean. And back and, in the heyday of, uh, of Wakanda. Uh, right. Yeah. The heyday. Exactly. So, Another thing that I think is interesting is like in terms of playing around, right? Like our our current crisis setups these days, especially for the aggressive teams, are like a a sword base, gamma mm-hmm. demons type stuff, right? And so so getting away from a character like Beta Ray Bill is going to be hard. However, I think Beta Ray Bill is going to struggle into those teams like the Web Warriors or the fast moving x-men type teams like the ones that can move and and just kind of rotate around the board and stuff and like i agree 100 percent. i think because he doesn't have that out of action movement he he is a little little behind on the chasing people down and stuff but if you need an area held down i think he is a solid 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 character yeah he's gonna be a little bit crisis dependent uh going into you know the teams you just mentioned uh not a ton of movement based teams uh, in the game at the moment so mm-hmm. that's good for him but yeah it's he's not going to be great uh going into web warriors unless you get your crises right so which is pretty easy to do just yeah just win priority come on just i mean look just roll five dice have more hits crits and wilds than your opponent done and done yeah, it's called being a good gamer. Right, right. That is a skill that cannot be taught. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think... But honestly, man, I think Beta Ray Bill fits so many places. I think he's yeah. good into a lot, a lot of things. He's not game-breaking. He's not completely overpowered. He's just really good. Yeah, and, and I think that that's, that's it right there. Is he is a solid character. He is, on that bell curve you mentioned... In in that right spot, he's. I don't think he's sub four. Like if if he he's not like a three point eight, but he's also no. not like a four point seven. You know what I mean? Like he is. I feel like four threat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he's. There are ways to deal with him. You you can displace him. You can move. You know, force him to move to you to get his big attacks off. Yeah. Um. That, and that's but, it right there. Displacement and forcing him to move. Right. That's how you deal with him. That's exactly it. Or throw him away. Yeah, yeah. He's size two. He's size two. So keep moving. That's true. You know? I mean, don't play him into Wakanda. 
No, please don't. <laughs> or well, I mean, but I guess plan- I, I guess Wakanda's okay because then he's just gonna honor bound back towards him. But still, I feel bad if it's like, you know what I mean? Uh, it de- yeah, it just depends on who else you've got on your list because right. if. If Beta Ray Bill is your least threatening character, the one that they're going to... They have to attack somebody to build power, right? Exactly. So if you just make him the worst character on your team, then you're good. Then you're good. Then you're good. This is easy. We figured this out. Yeah, we have solved MCP right here. Yeah, next game. Yeah, you're welcome, guys. (laughs) Well... All of this, I think we have we have run long, and I love it because it's been fantastic discussion. And uh, yeah, Beta Ray Bill is one that I am super stoked for, and like I I buy most every box at this point. I think I didn't yeah, buy, I haven't bought the Weapon X thing yet because that is a a lot of money. But it's a, it's a big one. It's a big one. But I will be buying it at some point. But I I this is one where it's like yeah. We're buying Beta Ray Bill and Ulick. I don't even care what Ulick does at this point because I think Beta Ray Bill is worth it just on his own. I forget that Ulick's even part of this whole thing because yeah. I'm so excited for Beta Ray Bill. Like, come on, we've got a whole other character that needs spoiled. It's what a what a great time to be playing Marvel Crisis Protocol. No doubt. Well, Chris, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Fury's Finest with my co-host Jesse Aiken um, on podcast platform of your choice. Uh, find me on Twitter at Chris Bruffett, B-R-U-F-F-E-T-T. I mostly tweet about basketball and uh, complain about being a bartender. <laughs> How about those Grizzlies, right? Man, I am so excited for like, Two years from now, when the Western Conference Finals is going to be your Grizzlies versus my Thunder. Oh, I know. And, 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 and like, I'm going to go to Memphis for one of the playoff games, and you're going to come down here for one of the playoff games. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome because, yeah, the, the Thunder are definitely uh, building the right team over there. This is not the place, place to talk about all of this. However, well, we'll, we will, though. Yes. Some we other do. time. Definitely, definitely will. So, uh, yeah, Chris, thanks so much for being on with us. And uh, suits, thanks for having me. Make sure to go get Fury's Finest some love. Give them that follow, all of that fun stuff. Y'all do a great job. Such a well produced and well thought out podcast. Like, you know, I, Jesse, whenever I met him at Warfare Weekend, he was like, How do you, you know, how do you do the show? You know, and you even asked, He's like, What do I need to prep and all this stuff? And I'm like, yeah. You know, shoot from the hip, baby. We, you know, we mm. just we like just that. keep it organic and, and we just keep rolling with those punches, I guess you could say. But, you know, I also want to provide good content for people out there and I you want do. to, you know, be refined and and do do the steps that I need to do as a creator to make this enjoyable and good for everyone listening. So uh, I hope that it has shown through suits and uh, that y'all have enjoyed today's episode. And uh, yeah. Uh, Chris, I'm going to go ahead and announce my next giveaway because I think it's just, it's time. Sweet. Yeah, it's it's definitely time. So, Suits, you can uh, check out uh, the the post there where it'll be the, the pinned post on our Facebook page, and we're going to do a giveaway. We're going to give away the Agent Venom Spider-Woman and Beta Ray Bill and Ulick pack. We're going to give away all of that fun Man. stuff. In this next giveaway so leave a comment on the post leave a like all of that fun stuff and then i think we got to come up with a secret code you do have to come up with a secret code yeah i think it's knuckle dragger honestly 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> I think I think that's the word of the day is uh, is knuckle dragger. So suits, send us the secret code uh, via either Facebook Messenger or you can send it to me on Discord. If you are a part of uh, any Discord community that I'm in, I'm at HPP underscore Will. So just uh, find me there, or if you're part of our Discord community, uh, you can find find me in there. Obviously, just send me a message somewhere with that secret code word of Knuckle Dragger, and you will be entered into the giveaway for the new packs that are coming out in February. and And I'm super stoked about that. And if you're interested in finding out about our Discord community, you can check out Patreon.com/slash house party protocol for as little as a dollar a month or 12 bucks a year you can come and hang out in the chillest and coolest like relaxed but like good healthy discussion place on the internet i would say like not like reddit where the anti reddit uh if you will <laughs> yeah I, mean, I don't know uh, we we also like to keep it nice and positive and you know you there's room for criticism always but- absolutely but uh, definitely, we love this game, and it's important not to hate play or hate listen or any of that. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm part of your Discord, and I greatly enjoy it. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, it's it's a good time, and we have, like you said, it's a good healthy discussion. You know, it, criticism happens, and that's okay. I want that oh, criticism, sure. especially as the, the podcast, you know, tell me what I could improve on, that kind of stuff. And the Discord community is a great place to do that. So... With all of that said, though, uh, yeah, check that out if you're interested, and it helps support the show, helps pay for giveaways, and just for podcast hosting. That's that's the reason why I have that, and uh, and yeah, so uh, yeah, f- follow us on Facebook, all of that good stuff, and uh, be ready for some more fun stuff from House Party Protocol in the future. And the last thing I want to do is give a shout out to the Battle Kiwi company out there. If you're interested, there's a link in the description. You can get 10% off your first order with them, and their battle boxes are awesome. I know a ton of people here locally have bought them. I have one, and and I got to say, it's awesome. Highly recommend the battle box. Get the metal tray attachment so you can use it at like a tournament and stuff and just like magnetize your models a little bit and then carry the models around. It's going to be great. It, it is great. I highly, highly recommend it. And like I said, Party Kiwi is the code and 10% off over there. Again, check the link in the description for that. And uh, and yeah, with that, party on, Chris. Party on, Will. And power down suits. Suits.